Welcome to The Compassionate Creative, the podcast that shares the stories of creative leaders who work to pave a path forward in their industries and do so with compassion, authenticity, and integrity. I'm your host, Charlene Dinger, a fellow creative who is inspired by artists and innovators that push their work forward from a place of compassion. I hope you join me on this journey. Stay curious, listen with an open heart and mind, and hopefully we will all find some inspiration along the way. Hello and welcome back, my lovely listener. So happy to have you here once again for episode 13. We've got an awesome one lined up for you today with the beautiful Parisa Summit. She is a coach and therapist, and she is also a yoga instructor. And she was actually one of my teachers in my latest YTT training. And I just knew that I had to have her on as a guest because so many of her teachings and lessons really, really resonated with me. So I knew that I wanted to have her on this platform so that she could share her voice and her story. So today we talk about her journey towards a 200-day meditation practice. I asked her what this shifted for her and about how it has helped her to find the calm in every day. We also talked about how a regular meditation practice can contribute to creativity and how it can clear space for flow. I also asked her about her work as a coach and a therapist and, you know, what she does to be of service to her clients, how she helps them get really honest with themselves. So there's a lot of wonderful gems in here. After you listen to the episode, I highly encourage you to go check her out on Instagram. She's doing wonderful things and putting beauty out into the world. So without further ado, let's get into this episode now with Parisa Summit. Hi, Parisa. Welcome to the Compassionate Creative Podcast. Thank you so much for being here with me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I love I love being here. It's, I've listened to a few of the episodes and I just love what you do. Yay. Oh, that's so exciting to hear. I love I love hearing when when people kind of get a chance to listen to it. So I really appreciate that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So um we we met well we we met through like the yoga community through um our our studio Santa and you also have been one of my instructors on my recent YTT and I have just been so inspired by you and I that's why I wanted to reach out and see if you wanted to come onto the podcast because I think you just have some really beautiful things to share and your energy is oh. so amazing and <laughs> I'm really excited that you're here with me today oh my god Gosh, what an intro. Thank you. Oh my gosh, you're such a star. I love you. Of course, yes. So um, my first question for you today is, how have you shown your self-compassion today? Today, I showed my self-compassion. Wow. Okay, so it's still morning. It is still morning, yes. Like right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I usually wake up and I'm very regimented. Like I I usually wake up and I'm like, okay, like I do my 20-minute meditation and I get on uh, my mat and I work out and I do like either a Pilates or a yoga or something, mm-hmm. um, move my body around. But today I was just like, after last night, I, I was doing some work till pretty late and then mm-hmm. I thought, you know, sleep in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so that's... I slept until right about the time we had to get on. So that's um, wonderful. I think that's compassionate for me because 
I never do that. I really am usually just up and running right away. And today I just, I needed some time. So I gave myself time. I think that was the most compassionate part of my day so far. That's amazing. That sounds like a wonderful morning. We're recording on a Friday morning and I think that's a beautiful way to spend your morning. So that's wonderful, especially if, if, um, you know, you kind of have like a, a, a pretty regimented schedule as it is like to be able to just like pause and understand that your body needs that and just be able to listen to that. I think that's a really Mm -hmm. beautiful way of showing yourself compassion. Um, Oh yeah. 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 And you mentioned a meditation practice and I know that you, you posted recently about doing like 200 days of meditation, which is, very cool. What kind of um, brought that on or what, what sort of like inspired you to, to kind of go on that journey? And, um, you know, what did that shift for you? That's a good question. Um, so basically the 200 days started on day one when a couple of weeks before day one, I found out that this author that I love and I follow her on Instagram, her name's Gabby Bernstein. I'm sure you maybe heard of her Mm -hmm. if you're listening she's amazing you should follow her she has great stuff she was hosting a 21 day meditation challenge okay and meditation has always been one of those things that I found through yoga or through my workouts or through whatever but this was in May so this was like right in the heart of the pandemic and there was a lot of anxiety going on in the world and Mm. um, you could feel that you know you could really feel that within your own life and you could feel that in the world and And I've always wanted to adopt a meditation practice. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it was, you know, like I had never really been able to sit down and be still. I've done restorative practices. I lead my own restorative training. So like, I know what stillness is, but to sit in stillness and be present for yourself in that intimate way, I'd never really dove into. So Mm -hmm. I, I took it really as an opportunity to see if I would like it. Um, so I did the 21 days, um, and I got a taste of it and I got a taste of lots of different styles of meditation. Mm -hmm. I really liked it. I really found the ones that kind of spoke to me in my practice more. Um, and then I said, let's see if I could push it to 30 days. Let's see if Mm -hmm. I can give myself like an extra week. I got to 30 days and I'm like, okay, let's see if I can take it to a hundred days. By the time it was a hundred days, I think I made a post about this too, but I can't remember by the time I made it to 100 days, I realized that there was a lot that shifted in me in the last Mm. hundred days that you don't really notice because I mean, at that time, my meditation was six minutes in the morning, right. Or like four minutes while I'm switching laundry loads, like Mm -hmm, quick, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but then I noticed such a shift and that shift was really that I became, and, and granted, like I've been, I've been doing talk therapy and coaching for a long time. I've Mm -hmm. been working with people on consciousness for a long time, Mm -hmm. adding the layer of meditation, I think gave me a shift in who I was in the sense that I found the calm in all of it. Mm. I found the calm in everything. And even in the moments where I want to rip my hair out and like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. life gets you right. Like I'm a human being. I'm not immune to that just because I've meditated, right? Like life gets me too. And so when life gets me, there's that voice of calm. That's like, you know, I'm here, Mm. you know, I'm not going anywhere. And you know that the truth is that if you drop into the present moment, everything's okay. Totally. You know? And so that's what I noticed more and more of like that inner voice, that inner voice of love, which I've talked to you in in YTT about Mm -hmm. um, that inner voice of love just got louder. 
right? right. So I, I talked to a lot of people. I'm, I'm actually hosting a workshop next Saturday, but I, I've talked to a lot of people about meditation and how we have a lot of common misconceptions about meditation. Right. Um, and how, yeah, you have to sit here and like, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. be here. Yeah. I give a lot of techniques on how to just add that layer of consciousness throughout your day if that stresses you out or or just remembering that it's not it's 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 not about removing stress or anxiety from your life because that's mm-hmm. not gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's about being with that stress and anxiety in a way that's not so sharp, you know, when you get scared mm-hmm. or you get anxious and that mm-hmm. the edges of it are just so sharp and it really gets you. Yeah. Meditation for me softens the edges of everything in my life. Yeah. That makes it really like, like a clear visual for me yeah. personally, when you, when you um, explain it like that, I think like kind of taking that like rigidity away from it and just knowing that it's that extra like skill that extra tool almost that you have in your toolbox to be able to kind of like conquer those moments and and be able to find some stillness and peace in it. So that's so beautifully put. Thanks for sharing that. Um, yeah. With with regards to meditation and like creativity, um, how, like how do you think how do you think a regular meditation practice could potentially contribute to someone's creativity? that's I think that honestly my meditation practice the last 200 days have been my probably the most creative days of my life cool to be so honest and like Mm -hmm. for instance like just to give you an idea prior to yoga like I worked in art studios I used to Mm -hmm. teach kids how to paint like I I was very involved in the art world this is cool yeah that's so beautiful yeah I used to be so involved in the art world and I used to really really love channeling my creativity in different ways and I found that through yoga too, by teaching and, and sequencing, like sequencing was yes. like my canvas for a while. Um, but, but meditation has given me like a different opening, Charlene. I know that mm. might sound a little cheesy, but it gives me a different opening. And the reason is, is because I really feel like when we drop in, when we really drop in, which is what I do in my meditation practice, really, it's just time for me to drop mm-hmm. in and just be with myself intimately. When we drop into who we are, we really give the universe and ourselves an opportunity to communicate in a in a beautiful way. Right. So it's sometimes that like I'll I'll find what's going on inside of me and I'll feel it and then I'll move through it and I'll surrender it. And then I'll be like, oh, like there's a way for somebody, one of my clients, like one of my clients will pop into my head and I'll be like, oh, like Joe needs to do something like this right now. Like right. this would really work for Joe. And I wouldn't have had that. I wouldn't have had that like download is mm-hmm. what I call it sometimes mm-hmm. yeah. had it not been for me to drop into myself and really, really get honest about what's up for me, clear that space so that I have space for something creative to flow through me, mm-hmm. whether it's advice for a client, whether it's, um, I even like a lot of the courses I make up mm-hmm. happen moments after my meditation. I had no idea what I was going to teach you guys this weekend, to be right. honest, mm-hmm. up until like a couple weeks ago. And then I was like, they need to do inspired impact and how yes. to stay inspired in a really challenging field. Like, yes. and it just came through because like when we take away our distractions and we just sit and we just stay quiet with ourselves, when we pull everything away, that's when our creativity flows. Right. In another in another episode, um, 
uh, my guest was saying, like creativity needs needs space. It needs it needs to be able to play, and you know, it needs it needs to be able to just like flow flow freely. Um, so I think that 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 type of a practice is is so so beneficial. So um, yeah, and yeah. I think we're naturally these like intuitive beings. Like we're naturally creators. I mm-hmm. say that all the time. Like I. And, and the more you say that to yourself, like I always say, like, I'm a creator, like I'm an innovator. I can come up with anything. The more you even reaffirm that to yourself, the more you actually let yourself be that creator. Mm. I think naturally all of us are. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. think there's a soul out there who's not creative. I believe that too. You know, yeah. if we give yeah. ourselves the space. Yeah. I love that. You mentioned um, a few times now about, you know, your your clients and your life coaching, your work as a therapist, um, which I think is so, so wonderful. And I think you, you specialize in EFT and CBT. So I was wondering if you could just kind of like explain what what that is, you know, what your journey with this with this work has been. I have a platform now that I'm building that's just about getting connected to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like through my journey, through the challenging moments in my life, through my past, before I started even being a student of coaching and getting therapy myself, mm-hmm. I found a lot of times, this was many years ago, that I would reach for other things to make me happy. And I would reach for other things to make me feel like the creative being that I know that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, for instance, like a lot of people turn to vices to find that creativity um, when all we need to do is just listen. And I, I know I'm making that sound small and I'm, I might be making that sound like it's easy, but it's mm-hmm, not, mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, right? Yeah. And so what I want to offer through my platform is a space in which people can get really honest and clear about what's up for them. Because the moment that we get really honest and clear about what's up for us is the moment it begins to dissolve. Right. Once that heaviness or that stickiness or anything really that's preventing you from living your most empowered life is resolved, you actually create moments of space in which you feel your true self. Mm. All I'm trying to do is to create those moments of space and give you the tools to feel those moments of space. Because once you feel those moments of space, Charlene, Mm -hmm. I feel like you know this, like you can't turn back. Mm, You love it so much. Like you love yourself so much that you're like, I don't really want to pick up my old. Totally. My old baggage anymore. It's kind of heavy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, So, uh, yeah. So what I do when I work with my clients is I just get them really honest. That's the beauty about EFT. So EFT is practiced differently amongst different practitioners. Mm -hmm. When I did my training, there's lots of different techniques. The one that I have ascribed to since day one is emotional freedom technique, which Mm -hmm. is tapping on acupressure points while doing talk therapy. So you and I will be talking and I'll be Mm -hmm. tapping on this point and you'll just be copying me right under your collarbone or right on top of my head. And each point releases different hormones and creates different biofeedback through your physical body, which helps you release tension and stress physically while also we're doing it emotionally through our talk. Right. I always create for the person and, and deal just depending on what they're dealing with and what's mm-hmm. up for them. The first half of EFT is just talking about, you know, say Charlene comes to me and says, I, I hate my boss. I hate mm-hmm. my job. I mm-hmm. hate my job. And that's my thing. Um, we just talk about how much you hate your job the mm-hmm. first for the first like little bit. Like right. I hate my job. My job is absolutely terrible. Ugh, my boss is 
such an annoying human being. Like, mm-hmm. uh, like we just get honest about what's there for us, right? Mm-hmm. No shame, no judgment. Just get honest about it. Um, and then the second half, we start to transform it and see why it's there to serve us. Okay. Everything in life is here to serve us if we are willing to look at it that way. I have not yet found a client who has not been able to find it that way. So that's why I really, really love EFT. Mm. I also work through, um, it's it's a category now of CBT that was originally developed for people who experience multiple personality disorder. Mm. But now the field has kind of opened up and said that all of us experience to one level or another um, different avatars, right? Like I'm a different okay. person when I come into work. I'm a different person with you on this podcast than right. I am with my five-year-old nephew right. having a tantrum or right. with my partner or with my parents, right? Mm-hmm. So it's playing on our different avatars into familiar systems. And um, it's really just getting us honest about when we use our inner addict mm-hmm. to cope, when okay. we use our inner child to cope, right? When I get scared, like my interfamilial system of fear, mm. I start to cry. Like I shake and I break down and I cry. Mm. And that's my inner child coping with what's there for me. Right. So in those moments when I get scared, I have to go into my toolbox and use my tools mm-hmm. to find my adult resource self. Okay empower my adult resource self to handle the fear that my inner child just wants to cry and freak out about. Right, right. Or to somebody else, all of us to some level or another have an inner addict, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. whether it's substance, whether it's porn, whether it's whatever, Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Sometimes in a place of sadness, we reach for that to make us feel better. How can my adult resource self cope with that reach instead? Mm -hmm. So a lot of my work is just getting people really responsible for what's there for them, giving them the tools to clear what's there for them so that they can live their life in the most empowered way. Mm -hmm. It's very confronting. Yeah. It's very challenging. It's not for everyone. Yeah. It can be for everyone. <laughs> yeah, totally. But a, totally. a lot of people don't love going there. So so that's what I mean. Like a lot of people don't love going there. So right. yeah, it's challenging. Mm-hmm. But it's the most it's the most empowering work I've ever done in my life. Amazing. And and that's just what I share. Yeah. yeah that's wonderful. That's mm-hmm. so great. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that's I think it's really important work, you know, and I think um I, 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 what really sticks with me is like, um, that notion of just getting really clear. Um, and I love what you said about, you know, the moment, the moment you kind of acknowledge what it is for you, like the moment you kind of realize what those things are that come up for you, that it start to, it starts to dissolve because it's been brought to your awareness. I, I thank you for, for, you know, continuing to, to put that work out there. And I can't wait to hear about your, your future courses in the new year. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be so much fun. Integrated EFT. It's a lot of it is making these things accessible for people like coaching is expensive and therapy is expensive. So yeah. creating, creating little modules that people can buy for like 10, $11, like I love something that. super accessible for people and, mm-hmm. and working on sleep. I'm like, Mm. I've got a whole bunch of stuff coming.
in your work, obviously, like even just the the way that you're you're talking about it, um, there's a lot of compassion there. There's a lot, you know, you have to really hold space for people and, you know, kind of teach them about self-love and and having to like confront themselves and still be able to show themselves love. So I would imagine that like, you know, the compassion component is is really like a focal point of your work. Um, but how does your work as a coach and a therapist allow you to express your creativity? So even just to address the compassion piece, the thing that I heard it in one of your other episodes, actually, mm. this was coming from you guys, but the <laughs> thing that I love about compassion is that sometimes it's, it's, um, not, I don't want to say misconstrued, but compassion is any expression of love to me. Right. And yep. so when I'm sitting in a seat of love, when I am sitting in a seat of love, then I am able to be creative. Mm. Right. Think about it. The moment that you, you love someone and you see someone that you love, like really sitting in it, like sitting in the hard spot, then yep. you start thinking, okay, what can I do to make help them feel better? Mm-hmm. What can I do to be there for them? And then you think of ways, you know, I can cook them their favorite meal. I can put on mm. some music that they love. Like I can hold their hands, you know, like I can be there for them in that moment. When you decide to be loving to that person sitting across from you, you get flooded with all of these different ways to express love. Mm. Right. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, a that's a little creative genius, you know, totally, yeah. that's a little wind of creative genius just coming to you. And so, um, that, that's what I liked. I, I read this book. I don't know if you've read it. It's called, I think it's called big magic. It's yes. by Elizabeth Gilbert. Yes. Okay. That book really changed the way I coach. Okay. And the reason is, is because I don't take on a lot of clients. I take on a set number of clients per season Okay. because I love my clients. Right. Mm. And not that I have like a limitation on how much I can love them, love as many people as I love everyone. Right. Right. When I'm with a client, if I'm with you, I'm with you. Like I'm really with you Mm -hmm. and I'm connected to you. And, and I see so much love in you. And because of that, because of that connection that I make with people, I feel like I have like this direct channel of this little creative genius that Elizabeth Gilbert talks about in Big Magic, where she says this creative genius just wins into your mind and tells you this, this would make a really good book because she was an author, right? This would make a really good story with my clients. That little creative genius comes in and says, this would be a really good meditation for her to try on her own. Okay. This would be a really good exercise for her to journal about. This would be a really good task for her to talk to someone she loves about Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. this would be a good experiment for her next time she goes to the grocery store to tear her tear a bag of pistachios open and throw it on the floor and make a mess of herself and (laughs) embarrass herself to feel that you know whatever yes like that little creative genius is constantly coming to me cool simply because i'm in a major connection with the person that i'm working with right right there have been moments where people come to me and they don't want to do the nitty gritty Mm -hmm. and, 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 or that they just, they don't feel like it's for them, but they feel like they have to do it. And I tell them, it's just not going to work. Like, unless you're really committed to yourself, because I'm so committed to you. If we're not on the same wavelength here. Yeah. The creative genius won't come. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. That makes so much sense. Yeah. 
So, so that's, I think that's the main way that creativity really integrates itself into um, my job, especially with EFT, because with EFT, Charlene, I swear to goodness, I could not tell you what I told my client last night. Right. It just comes like we're talking Mm. and it just comes and they're like, how did you know I was feeling that? I'm like, I literally, the creative genius told me. Hmm. Like, I don't know. So but interesting. It comes. Yeah, yeah, it comes when you when you really want, when you really love you and you create that space for you. And then you really love the other person sitting in front of you because you see yourself in them. You realize there's not much difference between you and me. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, this open space manifests and they get what they need. So beautiful. So powerful. Yeah. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so beautiful. And it's yeah. the, it's the creative piece of it, of like, of, of that interaction that we have together. That's mm-hmm. my favorite part. I'm lucky I get to do like, I'm just the luckiest person ever. I'm so happy. That's amazing. <laughs> I love that. I love how passionate you are about your work. And like I said before, I think it's so important that there are, you know, there, there are people like you out in the world that, you know, people are able to connect with and be able to, you know, step into their most authentic selves with, because it just makes the world a better place when everybody is kind of working from that place. Right. So, um, Amen, that's so sister. wonderful. That's so wonderful. Yeah. Um, well, I do have a couple more questions for you. Um, and you know, I, I could probably talk to you for like the whole day, but I don't yeah, want to take up <laughs> too much of your time. Don't um, worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, I feel like, I feel like you've kind of touched upon this, but, um, you know, through, through your work, um, what, what do you wish to cultivate and nourish through your creativity? Wow, I could talk to you all day about this. I know, right? (laughs) So my cultivation of creativity through my work is creating tools and to create programs for people, to create meditations, right? Meditation is what resonates with me at this point. So Mm -hmm. I'm creating meditations. You know, I used to be a grad student, so I know how to make courses. So that's a big way that I cultivate my creativity is organizing Mm -hmm. courses. It's like, it's like taking me to a candy shop. Like it's fun. Like I'm like, yeah, like I'm going to have a module about this. this." (laughs) It's, it's my manifestation of creativity. So, so my creativity cultivates through that part in which I recognize myself through the world, um, that I live in and, and I want people to have tools that I have been graced with Mm -hmm. because these tools made my life easier and to live in a world that's, that can be challenging. We we could all use tools that make shit easier. <laughs> like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? Yes. And so that's, that's really how my creativity has been speaking with me over the last few years. What can you do P to, mm-hmm. to serve? How can you make things easier? What can mm-hmm. you create? The beauty of any creative really in this, in, in our world is that they naturally want to share. Mm-hmm. And why is it that we naturally want to share our creativity? Why is it, right? Sometimes it's for recognition. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's to stroke the ego. But beyond that, what's even more present is that we want it to impact. We want mm-hmm. it to create impact, mm-hmm. right? We always want it to create impact. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah. So... 
I have one more bigger question for you, I guess. And then okay. I'm going to, I'm going to try something out with you. I tried it with, uh, with my last guest. It's something new okay. that I'm, I'm trying out. So, um, Prisa, what does being a compassionate creative mean to you? Oh, man, you're going to make me cry. Um, (laughs) Being a compassionate creative to me just means that the work I get to do to love myself and nourish myself through this human experience is something I also get to share. And in my sharing of being a compassionate creative, I I get to connect with the world around me in a beautifully intimate way. And the world around me interacts with me in a beautifully creative way. And that's me being very selfish and very honest here. Mm -hmm. Connection is, is the greatest human experience, in my opinion. Connection, connection to yourself, connection to another, connection to the truth of love. Being a compassionate creative forces me into that place of the truth of who I am and forces me into that place where I feel like I have no other choice but to share it. Right. I've got to share it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And because there's people out there who need it. And then there's teachers out there who have shared with me through their space of compassion and love. And I have not enough thank yous for them. Mm. Like too much gratitude. Mm -hmm. When we create from a compassionate place, we create connection. And that's the human experience. We want to connect. Yes. Does that sort of answer it? Oh my gosh. gosh. That's such a big question. Yeah. I could just spend all day on that one, but it's, it's, it is a big question. It is a big question. I love that. Speaking of gratitude, the amount of gratitude I have for you is immense right now. I thank you so much for sharing that. That was so beautiful. Thank Um, you. I've had such a wonderful time with you. And I was hoping that you could do something fun with me and we could go through a lightning round of questions. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. So. Oh my gosh, I just got a little nervous. It's fun. (laughs) No, it's fun. It's fun. Okay. Let's go. Favorite method of self-care? Guasha. Go-to activity when you need some creative inspiration. Meditation. Best way to show compassion to strangers. Hugs. But like not during COVID. No. (laughs) I know. I love a good hug. Um, I feel free to express my most authentic self when I. Journal. And self-compassion is. I'm not very lightning on this one. That's okay. (laughs) Self-compassion is offering yourself time. Love that. Love that. Yeah. That was great. I sort of like low-key want to ramble, but I won't. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Well, like I said, I could probably just spend like the whole morning into my afternoon with you, but I don't want to take up too much more of your time. This has been so wonderful, so enlightening. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here with me today. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you so much for having me. This was so fun. Yeah, it was amazing. So much love and light to you. And I wish you a beautiful rest of your day. You too, honey. I'll see you soon. 
Wow, what an awesome conversation with Parisa. I thoroughly enjoyed every moment of that, and I really hope that you were also able to get something out of that episode. Once again, thank you so much for being here with me, my wonderful, lovely, beautiful listener. I'm so grateful to have you here each and every episode. And always feel free, reach out. Let me know what you thought about this one. Let me know your thoughts or questions that you might have for the next Free Flow Friday. And as always, I can't wait to connect with you once again. Until then, I hope that you stay safe and healthy and take care. Thank you.